Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to Off the Bench with Heidi St. John. You guys have found me at my little traveling corner of the internet. This is Off the Bench with Heidi St. John. Today is Wednesday, June 2nd. And today I'm going to give you guys some pointers, some ideas, and some practical ways that you and your family can get off the bench and onto the battlefield. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So thanks for tuning in today, you guys. As I told you yesterday, you're going to hear some probably funny sounds. I know that my dog barked the other day when I was recording. You're going to hear some funny sounds because I am recording this from the road. That means I'm sitting at the kitchen table in the RV. And we, for a while, we thought, should we record it in advance? And I thought, no, because I can't really talk about current events if I record it too far in advance. So we just went ahead and thought, you know what, we're just going to take the show on the road which literally is what we did. Speaking of taking the show on the road, we are driving right now from Orlando to just south of Chicago for the ICHE convention. I hope you guys will come out. I'm hearing from a whole bunch of you who are planning on coming. My family will be there and we cannot wait to meet you. I also got a text message from my dear friend, Andrew Pudawa, who's also coming. I've heard that Dorinda Wilson will be there. So these are people I've known for a very long time. They are going to bless and encourage you. You guys are not going to want to miss it. That's happening this weekend. And for more information, you can go to the ICHE page and download their convention information. I want to encourage you. Also, I just, I feel the need to say, and I've said it before, I'm going to say it again. I know that you guys are frustrated by the mask mandate. And believe me when I say no one is more frustrated by it than I am. It's ridiculous. It's stupid on its face. But the fact of the matter is a lot of these places, depending on how tyrannical their governors are, really can't get away from it. It's how they make a living. And a lot of these homeschool vendors in particular, state homeschool organizations, they are in terrible financial distress right now because people have just decided, well, if there's going to be a mask mandate, I just simply will not come. And I guess I'm just trying to encourage you guys. I actually think there are some reasons to suck it up and you can say that you hate it. I mean, you can do what Rick Green does and wear a mask that demeans the mask, but don't let it keep you from coming out. I know it's frustrating. I feel your frustration. And as I said the other day, these guys at the the host where ICHE is having their convention recently changed their policy to say now that they're allowing people in who have had either the vaccine or who have medical exemptions, those two uh, categories, don't you don't need to wear a mask and you will see the St. John's there sans mask. So I just want to throw that out there for those of you who are on the fence and just kind of thinking about it. We've been watching, you know, some things happening in the headlines recently. I've been really fascinated to watch, you know, some of you guys watched last weekend when Kamala Harris came out and said, you know, enjoy your long weekend and basically failed to say anything about Memorial Day. And I posted something really cool, or at least I tried to about Memorial Day and Facebook locked me out of my account. (laughs) So I had to wait and finally had an assistant put it up for me. But Kamala's tweet was, I think, just a window into basically how the party, how the Democrat Party views Memorial Day. And she had posted a picture of herself and basically said, you know, enjoy the long weekend. And I think it was an honest moment about how the Democrats really think about those who paid the ultimate sacrifice for defending our our country because she never took the tweet down. So a lot of people, you know, I mean, the woman got raked over the coals and I thought, you know what, I, I think it's important to say it's not it's not wrong to enjoy the weekend. All right. So enjoy the weekend. And that's what they would have wanted you to do. And, and I think that's OK. But what we can't do is 
ever, ever, ever forget what Memorial Day is actually about. Many, many brave men and women have paid the ultimate price so that we could live free from tyranny and from evil. And on Memorial Day, we remember those who gave it all. I tried to post. I couldn't. They locked me out. My assistant posted an image of a picture that I had sent her, which was a a mass burial at sea. It was taken on the USS Intrepid in 1944 following a kamikaze attack. And you guys think about it. These boys, and they were young. They were burying their friends. They must have wondered if their sacrifice was going to be worth it. They were surrounded by death and suffering, and they were doing a job that they knew that they might never come home from, and yet they persevered for freedom. And this is why we call them the greatest generation. I posted another image of a tree house, you know, kind of a, they call them tree houses, like a stick tall house that was similar to the one that my grandparents lived in for two years during World War II. Uh, My grandparents served in this forestry service in California as part of the Civilian Conservation Corps, which existed from 1934 to 1942. And my grandpa and my grandmother were stationed outside of Los Angeles in lookout towers. And the purpose of the lookout towers is basically twofold. The first thing that they did was they watched for enemy aircrafts. They were looking for Japanese planes. And the second thing that they were doing was looking out for forest fires. Boy, do I wish they were doing that in the Northwest right now. I'll tell you what, uh, that's a podcast for another time. But the mismanagement of our forests is uh, is a huge reason why every single year we have massive forest fires in the Pacific Northwest. Anyway, my grandparents lived in this treehouse for their honeymoon, which ended up being two years of 12-hour shifts. You know, grandpa would take one shift and then grandma would take the next one. And they just took turns. And they used to share these stories with us. Uh, you know, around the dinner table, and they never complained because they considered it a great privilege to serve the most beautiful country on the face of the earth. And my grandparents taught me to love America like they did, and I believe that the United States is worth fighting for. And our great American military, they deserve our undying support and gratitude today and every day. You know, every day should be Memorial Day. We should never forget that freedom isn't free. And we've been talking, you know, for a long time at the podcast, how do we get off the bench and onto the battlefield? And uh, my friend David Fiorazzo is going to be coming on the show with me tomorrow and Friday and talking about his new book, Canceling Christianity, which you guys are not going to want to miss. So awesome. It's really good. But I think I hear from parents all the time. And, you know, I'm going to be talking to a few of you on Monday for Mailbox Monday, who they see the threats, but they don't know what they can do. And so instead of getting off the bench and onto the battlefield, they just let it overwhelm them. And if that describes you, you're not alone. I think a lot of us see the problems, but we're not sure how to make a difference. And I want to give you five ways that you can get off the sidelines and onto the front lines. But before I do, I want to talk to the people who are thinking that they're on the front lines because they're lobbing ideological bombs at each other over the Facebook fence. That's actually not helping. And think about it. If you were a football coach or a basketball coach and you guys were in the middle of a game and you had somebody out on the court or out on the field who was just standing there looking around, barking orders at everybody else, what would the coach do? He'd sideline the guy. He'd say, dude, you're in the way. Get off the field. Get off the court. He would actually bench him. And there are a lot of people that are that think that they're out there right now that need to be benched because really you're just in the way. If you can't be out there actually moving the needle, actually helping, actually figuring out how can you be a part of a, of a really awesome play that's going to win a touchdown or uh, score two points for your team, you need to get off the field. 
And there are lots of different ways to get onto the field, but you got to understand there are warriors out there on the field and they need your prayers and they need your support. And so I'm going to give you a couple of ways that you can get off the bench and onto the battlefield. But I think it's worth saying that in crippling us, and I've told you guys this many, many times, I think a large, large part of the problem has been the church that has become so heavenly minded. It's of no earthly good. Get off the field. If you're not going to engage, if you're not going to play the game, if you're not going to learn how to who, who the enemy is and how to stand up against it, you probably shouldn't be on the field at all. And I think there's a large part of the reason why people who would be true warriors don't get on the field. So I'm going to give you a couple of points, all right? How do you get off of the bench and onto the battlefield? The first thing you got to do is refuse to be ruled by a fear of rejection. This is the number one fear of people. People fear rejection in any form of human interaction. Uh, did you guys know that rejection piggy banks on the physical pathways in your brain? It does. And so what that means is that the same pathways are activated when you're rejected as when you experience physical pain. And this is why rejection hurts so much. So when we take painkillers like Tylenol, did you know that your feeling of social pain subsides also? It's true. We have a deep need to be accepted. We want to be accepted by a tribe and we want to stay in it. And you absolutely see this when you go to the grocery store and people are still wearing masks. I mean, in the beautiful state of Florida, you guys have amazing um, ability to be free here. You got Governor DeSantis down here. And I've seen dozens and dozens and dozens of people standing outside in the heat, in the sweltering heat with masks on their faces. I don't understand. It's this fear of not being accepted by the tribe, not wanting to stand out. And you need to learn to stand out. And you need to be able to stand alone if necessary. And if we fear that speaking up is going to lead to rejection, we might give up our voice, we might silence our own voice, or we might speak our voice in a, in a way that's not authentic. Like, you know, you, you fall victim to political correctness, right? Hey, you guys, you have probably heard by now that I am running for the United States House of Representatives to represent District 3 in Washington State. And I wanted to let you know that there are a couple of ways that you can help us. First of all, follow me on all of my campaign social media platforms. You can find Heidi St. John for Congress at Facebook. You can also find me on Instagram. And of course, sign up to get on the mailing list at Heidi St. John for Congress. We are up against a very big second quarter fundraising deadline right now. And we need you to donate to the campaign. Every little bit helps. And so you guys have heard me say before, it takes a lot of money to run a campaign like this. And there's some very important things coming up. If you go to the website, HeidiStJohnForCongress.com, you can find out exactly how to donate. And I would so appreciate that. Also, you can volunteer. And we need volunteers from all over the country. We need prayer volunteers. And you can sign up to be on our prayer team at HeidiStJohnForCongress.com. You can complete the volunteer form there and you can join my fight for the soul of America. Again, you guys, that website is HeidiStJohnForCongress.com. And these kinds of choices enable us to hide, but with a terrible after effect. Giving up our voice masks our true identity and diminishes our uniqueness, just like wearing a mask does. And so the decision to silence your voice is going to lead to illness. It will often lead to failure and in many cases, a disempowered life because God has something he wants you to do. And for every person, we talked about this a little bit differently yesterday, talking about David and realizing that everybody has a part to play on the battlefield. So what's the, what's the panacea? What's the cure for the sphere of rejection? Well, it's knowing the word of God. Ephesians chapter six, be strong in the Lord. And in the strength of his might, put on the whole armor of God. Why? 
that you will be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against cosmic powers over this present darkness, against spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. This is the apostle Paul talking to the church in Ephesus. These dudes had a battle to fight. And he was like, get on the field. But know who your adversary is. You got to know who your adversary is. The second thing you want to do is open your spiritual eyes. Lord, what do you see? What do you see that I can't see apart from your unveiling, apart from your Holy Spirit's help? Lord, what do you need me to see? What, what do I need to see about that person or maybe that person's pain or that person's insecurity? How can I address it in a way that brings honor and glory to you and diminishes the fear of rejection and dispels the spirit of fear? You see, God's going to show you how to do it. It takes a spiritual eye to be able to see it. And we've got all kinds of issues in the culture right now that have absolutely stolen our voice from us because these issues are spiritual nature. That's why I keep talking to you guys about politics. The root of almost all of the political things that we're talking about right now, the things that are crippling the culture and hurting the church and hurting our citizens Murdering our unborn, for goodness sake. Mutilating our children in the name of, a, of, of the junk science of transgenderism. These are all spiritual problems. The root of them is spiritual. So we can deal with the fruit all we want to. But if you never get to the root and admit that the root cause of these issues is spiritual in nature, you're never going to be able to address the problem. At least not honestly. We need spiritualized in order to see it. Next thing you need to do is assess the gifting that God has given you and your family. The Bible teaches us that we were born on purpose with a purpose. In other words, God has something he wants you to do. Each person, uniquely gifted. God trains us in his Holy Spirit, right? Coming before the Lord, reading his word, learning to become mature. If you can't become mature in your faith, then you get onto the battlefield. And the first time the enemy throws a bomb at you, you go running home and crying for mama. Or maybe you just get off the field or maybe you join with the adversary, even worse, because you feel like that force might be stronger. That might be the winning force. I could sit here for hours and tell you stories of men and women who that's exactly what they did, that instead of staying on the field, they took the easy route. Jesus said that the road that leads to life is narrow and few people find it. And each one of you has a part to play. God's given you a gift. And so where are you bent as a family? What gifts do you guys have? How do the gifts work together? This is part of the reason Jay and I decided, you know, 15 years ago to take our family on the road. And uh, it's why we're doing it again. And I told you guys last time before I left, I'm down to three kids. Although I have picked up a stowaway. I picked up a stowaway, my nephew. I saw him in Orlando. He surprised me in Orlando. He had nothing else to do. So we were like, hey, do you want to you want to ride uh, with the St. John's with the Von Trapp family singers? We're going to be cruising all over the country. So now I've actually, we, our numbers have increased. It's good. It's a good feeling. But my nephew has a gift that God's given him. And he's learning what that is. There's a bent. Each one of you comes into this world with a bend in you, a natural crease. And the trick is, how do we fold our children where that natural bend is at? God's going to show you how to do it. Take it to him in prayer. Next thing you want to do, and I got two more after this, is ask the Lord for direction. What breaks your heart, you guys? What makes you cry out to God? Chances are good that this is what God wants you to be part of the healing for. So if the issue is abortion, if it's transgenderism, if it's whatever it is, if it's the, the, the lack of courage that we see in the church today, if it's a lack of biblical authority being taught from our pulpits, if it's what's going on with the vaccine and the passports, now ask the Lord for direction. He'll give you direction. And then be prepared to act. It's not enough. I mean, if Esther knew the problem, but she never acted, 
Mordecai gave her a stern rebuke. He said, if you don't act at this time, relief and and deliverance for the Jews is going to arise from someplace else, but you and your father's family will perish. Dude, that's serious. I mean, he could have been like, Esther, I know this is rough, man. Just sit this one out. But he was like, no, you don't get to sit it out. You were born here. You were born for such a time as this. God put you in this royal position for such a time as this. And every person listening to this, that's your call as well. You're here for such a time as this. So what does God want you to do? When I started reading the headlines coming out of California in 2018 about how they were going to implement a new sex ed curriculum that was extreme on its face. And I noticed that our that our libraries were hosting a drag queen dressed as Mrs. Frizzle using props such as the Magic School Bus. That's all I'll say about that. Happening in my neck of the woods. You guys, this was an X-rated obscene show that this dude was doing in Vancouver. And what did the Vancouver Library Board do? They said, you look like a great person to come and read books to our kids. We want to invite you. Well, that, that upset me. And so I ended up going before the library board and testifying about it. What is it that that breaks your heart? What is it that God is asking you to do? He wants you to do something. You got to remember that you're a steward of the gospel message. You're not responsible for the outcome. So what someone does with the truth, that's not your responsibility. Your responsibility is to tell the truth. It's the reason I don't wear the mask. I'm not going to participate in a lie. But you're only a steward of the message. What someone does with it, that's up to them. It should relieve you guys of feeling like you are responsible for everything that happens around you and all of the stuff that that is going on in the world. You're not responsible for the outcome, but God said you're to be an ambassador. And then finally, you need to learn to find your identity in Christ alone. The Bible teaches us in Psalm, in Proverbs rather, chapter 29, verse 25, that the fear of man lays a snare. It's a trap. But whoever trusts the Lord is safe. Put your trust in the Lord. We talked about this with David yesterday, right? God wants you to put your hope and your trust in him. Your identity needs to come from him. When your identity comes from Christ, it's amazing what you can bear up under because it's not about you anymore. It's about him. And by the way, it's always been about him. I want to thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast today. Reminder that we are working our way through the book of Jude. You can study with us at momstronginternational.com. You can also find out what I am doing at HeidiStJohn.com and HeidiStJohnForCongress.com. Boy, you guys, we need your help. We need your prayers. If you've got questions, we want to answer them at Mailbox Monday. If you are getting off the bench, I want to hear your story of getting off the bench and onto the battlefield, and I will share that story on Monday during Mailbox Monday, you can leave those stories at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash Mailbox Monday. And that's the way to do it. You guys are fantastic. I thank you so much for your prayers for our family as we're traveling this great nation of ours and bringing a message of hope and encouragement. The message is that Jesus is alive and his heart is that we would be set free. He loves this nation and he loves the people in it. God is a is a lover of nations. He's the founder, by the way, the creator of the nations. He's also, and this is a free tidbit, a pretty big fan of walls. Just read the book of Nehemiah. Nations should be able to defend and protect themselves. And all this stuff, where does it come from? It comes from the word. The Bible teaches us that God's word is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword and able to cut through all of the lies and the junk that's around us right now to help us to get to the truth. And that's what we want to do, right? That's why we study at MomStrong International. That's why we do everything that we do to be part of the healing process 
and bringing hope back to a broken world. So thanks for listening today, you guys. We love you so much. And I'm going to come back here tomorrow with my friend, David Fiorazzo. He has a brand new book out called Canceling Christianity. You are not going to want to miss it. That guy is on fire and he understands what's going on. You are going to love it. And I will see you guys on Thursday, just south of Chicago for the ICHE conference. Have a great day, everybody. And I'll see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com.